Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Welcome back to another episode of Six Pack. Thank you for joining us again. Brian and I are here today for our monthly health segment, and we wanted to talk about the importance of lifting weights or strength training. So Brian, thanks for joining us again this month. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So many women in particular, obviously Brian and I are going to have different perspectives from the male and the female perspective when it comes to weight training, but many women believe that a lot of times the only way to lose weight is to like increase cardiovascular exercise. Right. And many times with that is, is you do, you burn a lot of calories with a lot of aerobic activities, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing only fat. It's right. mean that you're losing calories and so when you do that, it actually can be taking away even some of your muscle tissue itself to sacrifice just for doing what you're doing. So, And I think sometimes people don't realize, you know, the difference between aerobic and anaerobic activity and the fact that, you know, when you're doing that strict aerobic activity to where you're like maybe just strictly jogging or, or you know, doing some kind of running or just strictly cardiovascular, that when you're done with that exercise, like your body actually then it's also done burning calories right. to where when you do strength training, not only are you, are you burning calories during that time of that workout, but then your body continues to burn calories for that full 24-hour period because of of the muscles that you've worked and, and the breakdown and the rebuilding of the muscles. Well, you're, you're actually increasing your resting metabolism by doing strength training. You're increasing your muscle tissue, which the muscle is what burns calories and increases your metabolism out of 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Um, Many times, like when you're doing your aerobic activity, your cardiovascular activities, your body becomes really efficient at that movement. Your body doesn't want to burn as many calories the more you do it. So like if you think about the very first time you did, you ran a mile, for example, you may have died. It made it just really difficult for you and you're really just sweating like crazy, breathing really hard. And the more you trained at it, the easier it got, the better you got at it, the faster you could probably go at it, and you didn't breathe as hard, you didn't sweat as much. I mean, you still worked, but it was not nearly what it was the very first time, and that's because you're becoming more efficient at it, which means you're not burning as many calories. So therefore, you're kind of in a loop to where you, the more you do, the less you burn, the less you lose. So you can actually run into a problem with that, and that's where you actually decreasing your resting metabolism by doing that because your body is getting so efficient at doing aerobic activity, which is what you do on a daily basis. Your posture is aerobic activity. It's just you walking around daily is aerobic activity. When you become so efficient at it, you don't burn as many calories and you don't lose the weight of which many people want to lose body fat. Mm-hmm. And when I was mentioning before that like you're just burning calories, your body doesn't really recognize as far as what that means. It means you're, most people, when they say they want to lose weight, they typically want to lose body fat. Right. Because they want to look leaner, fitter, healthier in that regards. But when you just go out and start burning calories, your body's going to take it from whatever. And many times it takes it from your glycogen stores in the muscle as well as the body fat. That yeah, you- which I think actually 
you know, I mean, I, I completely understand that because when I was training for triathlons, when I was training for, um, you know, the half marathons, I mean, I was, because of the training schedule and preparing my body for those events, my strength training went to the side a little bit because right. of just being able to fit everything in the day. And yeah, at first, like I noticed a big difference in the composition of my body. You know, I mean, I, you know, I started to get a little leaner. I started to lose weight, but then eventually it was like, the more I trained, I hit this plateau and my body actually became softer. Right. My body became flabbier. One, because even though I was switching from the biking and the running and the swimming, it was still the same, like you had mentioned, the same movements over and over. And I, I actually started to have a lot of back pain, more back pain because I wasn't lifting weights as much. I didn't have well, you, that strength. You didn't create a need for the muscle tissue. Right. There was no demand for more increased muscle tissue. And in fact, when you're looking to be inefficient at a cardiovascular movement, such as running, swimming, and biking, the less weight you have, the easier it is for you. And muscle is weight. So your body will get rid of that weight just so that you move faster through space. Mm -hmm. And if you don't create a need to increase muscle tissue. Yeah, so when we do in, increase like our intensity and in weight training, or if you have a weight training program that you're sticking to, like Brian said, your metabolism can stay elevated and you can continue to burn more calories and fat. Right. Yeah. For, it's actually really... For up to 24 and for, or 48 hours even. If, if you want to sustain fat loss, you want to do strength training. Mm -hmm. If you want to gain muscle tissue, you want to do strength training. Right. If you want to increase bone mass and bone density... You want to do strength training. Right. Now, let's talk about the misconception that a lot of females have, that if they do strength training and they lift weights, that they are going to get bulky. Yeah. So it takes a lot of lifting, a lot of testosterone, a lot of things to do to get bulky and big, like you see in some of these competitions and things such as that. You can. It would take a lot for you to get to that level. Right. Like Brian said, I mean, women just don't have... The majority of women, I would say, women do not have enough muscle building like hormones within us like a man does in order to gain a lot of muscle mass. I mean, you're going to have to do a couple different things just in addition to weight, typical weight training if you were going to bulk up as a female. Well, you also got to you create the demand for that muscle by in the loads you place on your body your body responds to those things by doing some type of resistance training, strength training to kind of increase the muscle mass you have itself, or at least the demands for the muscle doesn't necessarily entail that you're going to gain big bulky muscles. Right. It means that you're just increasing the, the demand for that muscle so you don't lose it. Because actually, as you age past age, well, in some cases I've seen 24, some cases I see 30, regardless of what it is, as we age, we start right. losing muscle mass. We start right. losing muscle tissue. Well, that means, again, in the equation for losing body fat is that if you've decreased your, your basically your powerhouse for burning calories, which was your muscle, if you've decreased those things, your muscles itself, as you age, you're decreasing the amount of calories you're burning on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So that you used to eat, let's just say, for example, you had, let's just say it was 1,500 calories every single day and you, you were healthy and great and you felt fit and then you didn't add any extra training except for maybe cardio or whatever, but you just lived off 1,500 calories. And as you kind of aged and you try to maintain that 1,500 calories, what happens is now you start losing muscle tissue, muscle mass. 
you no longer have the demand for 1500 calories. So that actually you start gaining weight off of the same amount of things you did before. Mm -hmm. So you're gaining fat actually, because therefore you're no longer burning the amount of calories. It's excess calories that your body just stores and puts away. So true or false, as we get older, is it harder than if we've never done strength training before, as we get older, is it difficult to have and or maintain that muscle mass? No, I mean, when you start increasing the need for muscle, your body will respond and give you more muscle. So you need to go out and start doing some training, especially if you've never done any kind of strength training as you age Mm -hmm. and you start doing strength training, you're going to make amazing gains just for the fact that you've never done it. You know, so as you kind of go through your lifespan, depending on where you're at, it's never too late to start doing strength training. Right, right. So like Brian was mentioning, I mean, especially as females, because as we get older and males, but it's been well documented that women need to do weight bearing type exercises to help build and maintain our bone mass. Right. Well, like what they've even, so like, here's something to think about. So your body responds to the type of resistance or the forces that are implied across it, right? Meaning that if I start hitting you with a stick on a bone kind of lightly or whatever to some levels where I'm not breaking it, but I keep hitting it over and over and over and over again, what's going to happen to that bone in that area? That bone in that area is going to increase its mass and its density to respond to that type of force. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you look at even the bones from when we were walking, like for our body's bones, and if you look broken, like you cut it down the middle and open it up and look at how the the bone network is all laid out, Mm -hmm. it's exactly the way the forces are applied to us due to gravity based on what we're doing on a daily basis. If you took that same structure of the femur, say, for example, your leg bone, and you put weight at the top of it and then put it on a, on a fl- ground and you ask an architect or even an engineer or somebody to draw exactly the, the network that's going to happen on inside to maintain that structure, and it's exactly what the bone looks like on the inside. Right. So what Brian's saying is just as a muscle gets stronger and bigger with use, So do bones. Correct. You know, when we bear weight on it, it's just only going to help our bone mass density, isn't it? So so as you increase the the loads on your body by adding resistance training, Mm -hmm. you're increasing the forces across the bones as well as the muscle. And so therefore the bones are going to respond and get stronger and healthier and more dense as you kind of do those things. So the Ben, I mean... When you think about the benefits of strength training, I mean, not only is it good for our muscles, it's good for our bones. So if it's good for both of those things, it's also then going to have an effect, a positive effect on our balance and our flexibility also. Right. Yeah. I mean, the more you can do with those types of things, the better your body has the ability to to move through space, to balance it out, to kind of just look even at posture wise, if you're kind of working the body overall, Mm -hmm. and it improves many different things. And I look at those things as far as like imposing a demand with force on your body so that the muscles respond so that you become stronger to live your daily life, to do all the activities you choose to do, to combat all the things that happen as just age happens, just with our lives as we get older. There's a natural decline in all those things, but you can reverse those effects by doing strength training. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you and I both have had problems in the past from athletics with our backs. Right. We both have had herniation that has taken place. And I will say that just my personal story is that when I was not doing the strength training, my back was actually much worse. 
I would have pain every night when I'd sleep. I'd have pain when I would get up. And then just on top of just multiple pregnancies Mm -hmm. over and over. But it was really when I started to consistently do strength training, you know, four to six days a week, did I really notice an improvement in the structure of my back and the structure of my body. Right. You know, it was definitely something that has made a big difference in just my overall function because, I mean, you know, especially being in my 40s and having, you know, little ones, I mean, the fact that I definitely can tell by lifting weights that I'm stronger because I don't struggle as much to like crawl back in that third row and buckle <laughs> buckle up the kids. <laughs> I mean, I think about how the fact of when I was in my 20s and I was doing that, you know, with the younger three, I mean, my back would hurt so bad to get in and out. But now that I've gotten older and I've increased my strength training, it's interesting that I can tell that, you know, by doing that same thing and I hear, you know, I'm 15 years older, it's something that is it nearly as painful for me to do or just carrying them up up the steps and putting them in bed when they're, you know, completely dead weight? You know, those are things and carrying the groceries in, all of those kind of things, those functional type movements that we do on a day to day basis. Right. Strength training has definitely made a difference in, in I guess, just your daily. Activity. Yeah, just my yeah. daily activity. I mean, I, I I'm stronger. I'm more confident. So those are definitely, you know, huge benefits as far as, you know, not only, you know, does weightlifting improve like your physical strength, but it, it also is helping like with emotional strength and, and your self-esteem as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're much more confident in who you are and what you can do and just how you feel about your body. And, and just like you said, how it moves through space. I mean, you, you being able to do what you do, there's a lot of people who <laughs> they couldn't, there could be nowhere close to that if they weren't doing any type of resistance training. And they, their bodies do kind of fall apart in that regards. But and so like when you mentioned as far as the back feeling better, well, if, yeah, when you have the muscles supporting the structure surrounding it in a much stronger fashion and the ability to do that, and you can get through many different things because there isn't as much stress on all the other soft tissues and, and the issues that you may have had chronically. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where strength training does tend to help with like chronic conditions for sure. Right. So like from... I mean, obviously, from a physical therapist standpoint, in reducing injuries, not just recovering from injuries, but in reducing injuries, what are some benefits that you can think of that weight training can do to improve, like like you were talking about, joint stability and help well, um, those ligaments, those tendons? Well, that's exactly Yeah, I was actually going to even say, you know, we mentioned that you increase your strength in the, the muscle itself and the bones, but then also the, the ligaments and the tendons surrounding it as well, just because that tensile strength that you oppose upon it because of the type of resistance you apply to it. As long as everything is, you're doing it in a proper forms and, sure. and you're not doing it abnormally or things that can cause strain to your body. But if you're doing it in a healthy manner or way, you find that all those other things that tend to also age and become issues in, when you get older you don't have as much. You have more tensile strength in the tendons because of all that stuff. The collagen lays down even more. Your body just starts to, it it responds better to just daily activities because of the fact you are doing extra resistance to it and causing the body to basically, I mean, just lay down and, and respond to the forces that are implied to it. Right. So, I mean, it has to do, I mean, you mentioned like you doing resistance training four to six days a week. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do it that many days a week. Right. 
in order to receive benefits from it. Just, you know, a couple times a week is actually really beneficial if you've never done it before. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So if there's like, what would you recommend for someone who's never done any type of strength training before? You know, what is it that you would suggest to them on where to even begin and where to start? Like even what what type of resistance training even to start with? Well, I mean, I guess I would look at first starting off maybe like two to three times a week, mm-hmm. doing some things that are going to kind of hit the bigger movers of your body. What do you mean when you say bigger movers of your body? So like the muscles that you use quite a bit that Like move. your bigger muscle groups? Yeah. Such so for example, like your glutes are mm-hmm. huge, your legs, doing some things that like, for example, you're going to do on a consistent basis, like squats are a great movement for the fact that you're squatting all the time. When you go to sit down in a chair, you squat. When you go to sit down on the toilet, you squat. When you go to just... Get in your car. Yeah. I mean, you are squatting all the time. So I think that those types of movements where you're doing things that are kind of increasing your ability to do your your daily activities, you're going to find to be really beneficial for you. And the posterior chain, such as the glutes, the hamstrings, the low back, are areas that I tend to find can be quite weak on many people because Mm -hmm. we don't train them in the right way. We don't utilize them the way we're supposed to. Like many people, when they squat, they squat down to the point where they're putting they're putting strain on their toes and their knees more so than putting the stress Put on, on their glutes and your heels. Yeah. So I would say, you know, doing stuff like that would be helpful. Doing some like even just push-ups, your body weight yeah. is a way to actually that was going to be movement. one of my that was actually one of my questions. Like follow up question was, you know, sometimes when people think of weight training, it's not so much about it doesn't have to be, I guess, about, you know, getting the barbell out and, you know, and throwing weight around that it no. could be body weight. It could be TRX. It could be band work. Right. Just anything that you can that can you can apply across the body that is is a, an external load that external is more. Load. Right stress on you than you would do on a daily activity like walking i mean you know stuff like that you're, you're looking at like if you say for example push-ups well your body weight is now against gravity in a way that you're doing a weight-bearing load through your arms which is actually great for the the arm bones all the way up to the shoulder all those different areas as well and then also the muscles that you're applying because of that area mm-hmm. doing things such as a pull-up is another great movement for your body it's another load because you're now pulling your body up to your arms and now it's working more of your back which is actually another area that we don't train a lot Mm -hmm. in our daily activities many of us are kind of really rounded forwards if you look at the majority of people when they're in the workforce they're doing some type of a computer work or bending forward over something and that puts less stress on the muscles in the back to kind of keep your body more upright Right, yeah, um, if you want any more information on that, you can look back at the episode that we did when we talked about ergonomics. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, like Brian was saying is that, you know, that if you've never done any type of strength training or anything before, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to right away start out with lifting weights that you know, he was talking about that just the push-ups or pull-ups or squats alone, things that people could do at home. Yeah, like lunges, you know, calf raises, then you got your crunches, you got Superman movements, you got all kinds of different things that are just body weight. And then if you want to add something else that you don't have weights and you can always do like a resistance tubings of some sort, bands, mm-hmm. is another way. To, we utilize them all the time in our training with people and either PT or strength training. It's another way to just add that on top of it and add that resistance. Right. It's something you can carry everywhere you go because it's really lightweight. 
and it's a way you can apply it. You can make force across many different ways by adding a band to it because I can now do something that I couldn't do with a, I couldn't really do with even with a dumbbell because dumbbell is only gravity resistance and I could take a tube and hang, put it from any area of the, like for example, up on doors or across bars or whatever. And now I apply the force across a different way on my body, mm-hmm. which then is really good too. You know, the other thing I wanted to point out too, that actually, cause we, we talked a little bit about even aerobic stuff, doing aerobic activity, but strength training actually can be very aerobic as well. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're doing your weightlifting activities or your resistance training activities, you're creating a imposed demand of oxygen uptake too to your body and you're causing more stress to your body so now the heart actually has to work a little bit more and then depending on how you do your movements you can you can create a need for a higher increase of oxygen for the fact you might create that activity to be like almost an endurance type activity to some level right so would you qualify hit type workouts as something like that if you were using wasn't just full cardiovascular to where, you know, you were doing a HIIT workout that was kind of with the use of bands or kettlebells or, you know, something that's a little bit more high intensity. Is that what you mean when you're saying that it can also be that aerobic? Well, that's one way. That's even one way. You you even look at like powerlifters who they just lift like one or two reps of a weight of a really heavy load and the amount of... Oh, and they're spent, yeah. And you look at the stress that it places on their cardiovascular system and the amount of benefits they reap from that, it's pretty amazing as far as that goes. So you don't necessarily have to go out and run five miles to get the cardiovascular, you know, the heart to start working harder and work and working more efficiently. So these guys, that are, when you're doing some of the resistance training, you are creating a demand of that to increase the oxygen uptake to the muscle tissues themselves. Right. And I think that a lot of people, like you said, they don't realize that lifting weights, you know, can also keep your heart pumping that much. And the fact is, is that, you know, heart disease is like the number one killer for women over the age of 25. And so this is just by weight training, this is just one more way of helping to increase that, you know, good cholesterol and decrease your bad cholesterol, which in turn, you know, is something that can help us reduce our risk for developing heart disease. Right. I mean, when you think about just like, you know, a good cardiovascular workout or things like that, you mentioned a HIIT training, which I mean, it's a high intensity interval interval training, Mm -hmm. which even your weight training doesn't necessarily have to be that. It can even be to where you could do something else to the fact that where I'm just going to do several different movements in a row or even like, for example, a very complex movement such as a clean and jerk. Right. And if I do, say, just seven reps of that at a fairly high weight, my heart is beating like crazy. Absolutely. So that is very good for the strength of your body as well as your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. too. Well, I mean, I I think about even my workout today, you know, I mean, it was a series of thrusters, kettlebell swings, and wall balls that I had. And by the time I was done with, and it was sets of 21, 15, and 9, and by the time, you know, I was even halfway through my 21, I mean, I had to, I had to put the weight down and stop because I just, I mean, my heart was just like pounded through my chest. But I knew that I wanted to increase my weight as well on that. And so it was one of those things that I think probably if I would have been a little lighter weight, I would have been able to finish those 21 reps without that rest. But because I went a little bit heavier, like I said, my cardiovascular wise, I needed to break that up a little bit. So I understand what you're saying when, you know, you say that the fact that, you know, sometimes 
when you're doing weightlifting that it can be that anaerobic anaerobic type of a workout too. Yeah, you receive the benefits in the cardiovascular system that many people originally thought you would not get Mm -hmm. when you do just strength training. Right. I mean, it's kind of hitting everything. I mean, you look at just the benefits to the body overall, if that if you aren't doing much of that, you don't gain as much as you would normally if you just did um, the aerobic activity. So, I mean, it honestly is really important for you to do the strength training. And whenever you want to get started, start. I mean, ideally, the earlier you start, the better, because then your body can reap those benefits for a longer period of time. You, You get stronger as you age. You're able to do all the different things you desire to do without the aches, the pains, the problems you may have had if you... We're just kind of going through daily life and maybe you injured something or maybe you slipped and fell and your body is now in a position to where it's got a condition to where you might have something breaking down. Mm-hmm. And if you had the strength or if you started doing strength training, your body now is able to get through those things and improve its ability to go through that without any issues. Yeah. And actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because you and I hear over and over again and that a lot of times we'll get the well, the excuse that that people don't want to start weight training or lifting weights because they have a back injury, because they have a knee injury, you know, because they have, you know, limited range of motion. And so, you know, I guess Brian and I, one of the first things we would say was that's exactly why you need to start weight training. Not meaning that like you need to push yourself to where, you know, you create more of an injury for yourself or pain for yourself, but there is a reason your body is feeling that way. Yeah. I mean, it's all about what can your body tolerate and then also looking at, you know, how do you progress to the point where you can do certain movements or certain loads or certain ranges of motion. I mean, you, maybe you just need to start off with something just kind of light and through a small range of motion. Mm-hmm. And as you gain the strength and the ability, you start increasing the weights. And those are all things you can do to vary the loads that you apply across your body and to improve your ability to respond to those types of issues. I mean, there are some like some certain levels of movements. There are some standards. But you don't necessarily have to go through those exact standards to gain benefits, right? Right. I mean, you start looking at it as far as like, for example, a squat. You know, we teach people to take it down to the point where your hip crease is slightly below the top of your knee. That's the ideal depth you want to get to. Well, many people's knees don't allow for that or many people's backs may not be ready for that. Now, I'm not saying don't do those things because actually – What you'll find with your back and your knees when you start training at those depths and those levels, or at least in a a way that's more positive for you, you find that actually now I have more strength to do those things and Mm -hmm. your knees don't hurt as bad Mm because you can now go further range. Your back doesn't hurt as bad because you can now get down lower. You can do the activities. You can bend over, touch the floor maybe better. All those things are improving when you start increasing your range of motion with load or at least to the point where you can control it. But it's a progression. All of it's a progression. And I would just encourage you guys to to get out and do some of these things because you're going to find that the more strength training you can do and you can kind of look at around and working it on all aspects of your body. It's going to benefit your health overall. Everything. You also have more energy. Yeah. I mean, you'll get more energy. You'll get you'll get your mood will be better. You'll feel better. Absolutely. I mean, you just create more endorphins in the body, which then make you feel like you're just feeling good about yourself, like we even mentioned before, you start noticing how your body changes in a positive way. It encourages you to continue doing it. Right. So not to kind of put you on the spot or anything here, but, you know, for our listeners at home who haven't 
ever done any type of weight training or anything like that before or have done it, you know, maybe at one point, but they haven't done it in a while. You know, say I come to you and I say, you know, Brian, I'd like to start strength training again, but I do have a little bit of pain in my back and I have a little bit of pain in my knees. What would be something that you would prescribe to me at home that would be an exercise regimen, so to speak, where I could be at home and I could get started just to get me started for maybe two or three weeks? I mean, a lot of times, I mean, it's pretty broad as far as what you just mentioned, but there may be specific issues, but it may not be specific as to why you have those things. But again, like I mentioned before, the first place I might start with a lot of those is, is your posterior chain, your glutes, your hamstrings, your low back. By strengthening some of those areas in, in your core as well, mm-hmm. you're going to find that now I can start doing more activities. For example, like my glutes, my butt, if I can do, say, for example, a squat, or if I'm not able to squat, maybe I do a bridge where I lie on my back, right. and I lift my butt up in the air with my knees bent, feet on the floor, and going up and down, doing some type of movement such as that mm-hmm. to increase that. Or maybe I do now something to where I put bands around my ankles, and I'm standing, and I do sidewalking where I work the, my hips a little bit more, glutes a little bit. I do some mon- reverse monster walking where I'm adding putting more stress on the on the glutes again right, some kickbacks something right. like that too. just some simple little things that can kind of start increasing the demand for the muscle in those areas so that i start using them more and increasing the, the ability of them to function properly so now i maybe can start doing a squat better i can start bending down and touching the floor better or i can go sit on the toilet better all those different things like that so that's kind of a lot of times where we do start just because we find so many times that the glutes are not working like they're supposed to. And that's a pretty general statement. I will say that. I mean, each case is really specific and I want to find out specifically what is going on with those areas. But if I was to look at the whole and say, where would I start? I would start with the glutes is where I would start. So start with glutes, start with maybe, like you said, some, if you have any bands or even not bridges, squats, lunges, upper body push-ups, yeah, start, start with some push-ups. Stuff. There's nothing wrong with, do you know, being, or then, then starting on the knees with the push-ups, you know, until you can work up to where, right. you know, you're, you're a little stronger to where you're on your toes. Yeah, um, and if you, you know, start off where you don't touch the chest to the floor, maybe add, add some pillows underneath your chest to go down and touch the pillow and then come back up. So then that way you can have a target to go towards and you can find out, okay, now maybe I take one of those out and I get a little lower and I get stronger and my ability to go that. Again, it's all progression. Right. And as far as sets and rep count, start out simple, right? Yeah, I mean... Simple as three sets of 10. Yeah, or like two sets of 15. I mean, I'm looking at... You don't necessarily have to do many things to get started. Mm-hmm. I mean, you walk before you run, right? So right. it's that's what you need to do. You need to get out there and start walking, doing something to that effect to where that... I'm doing two to three sets of maybe eight to 15 reps of a movement. And I do maybe, you know, five to six movements, which maybe takes me only 20 minutes to right. get that done. And if I did that two to three times a week to start with. Well, you would see huge benefits. I'm on my way to much healthier, happier body and way I can do things in life, you know. So, and just like I said, we even talked the self-confidence that you start gaining. So it can be a totally different you just by doing those few things. Right. But huge, huge benefits in strength training. You know, anything like Brian said, from confidence and just your body composition in general to just the structural 
benefits that it has for you. And in addition to cardiovascular bone density, even your blood sugar levels, all of that. So if you have not done any type of strength training before, definitely it's something that I would have you strongly consider adding to your workout routine. Um, If there's any way that we can help with any of that, you know, feel free to contact us, message us, you know, otherwise Brian gave you a couple examples of some things that you can start out with at home. Right. So, you know, give that a shot. Yeah. I mean, like I said, strength training is beneficial for many, many reasons, even for the vain one of just looking better naked. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Had to throw that in there for you. Well, shoot. Why not? You already talked about being on the toilet twice. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) But it does. I mean, you feel better over that. So I would encourage you doing doing some strength training. For all the benefits that we talked about tonight. So again, if you have not tried any type of strength training or, you know, building any muscle, you know, beyond obviously just the cardiovascular aspect of things or doing, you know, just your, most of us doing our running and our our walking. Like I said, please give us a a shout out and let us know how that we, we can help you because there is just tons and tons of benefits on strength training and how it can continue to help us move through just our functional movements every day. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.